am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. The power and the purpose of speaking in tongues. Our scripture that we're going to jump into is 1 Corinthians 14, 14 and 15 says, If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit. I will sing with the understanding also. So we're starting here because we've been talking about the prayer of intercession, specifically the prayer of intercession and how to pray the prayer of intercession. And last week and the week before, we talked about praying with our understanding, praying Holy Spirit inspired prayers. But thank God he has released me to begin to talk to you about the power of praying in tongues, the power of praying in the spirit and what it will produce. So many today have neglected their prayer language because people today in the church world as a whole, I believe, they don't understand the power of praying in the Holy Ghost, the power of praying in the spirit. But I was in a meeting last weekend with Jamie Morgan and her outstanding team and the church and the ladies that were there. And one of the things the Holy Spirit prophetically said to us is, I am reviving this type of prayer in my church. He said, there's going to be a surge of tongues that is going to arise within my church. The glory of God is going to arise in my church and it's going to be like an artesian well that's going to bubble up and bubble out. And men and women are going to speak in other tongues as the spirit gives them utterance. I am going to revive this prayer language. It has been a language of from heaven that has been so neglected, but God is saying in these last days, I need my people, which are called by my name, not only to pray the Holy Spirit inspired prayers, but to stir up this prayer language so we can pray in English, pray Holy Spirit inspired prayers. But God is also saying you can also pray in the spirit. Now, before we get into praying in tongues, I want to first say this, that Jesus spoke often about the Holy Spirit and his coming because tongues and the Holy Spirit go hand in hand. You cannot separate the two. So in, in Jesus's ministry, uh, he taught a lot about the Holy Spirit and his coming. He told the disciples, he said, listen, don't be um, discouraged or dismayed or don't allow sorrow to fill your heart. He says, I am leaving you, but I am going to send the helper, the comforter, the intercessor, the parakletos, the strengthener, the Holy Spirit. He's going to stand by you, stand with you. He's going to be for you. He's going to help you. He's going to teach you. He's going to guide you. He's going to be everything that you need to fulfill your call and to fulfill your destiny. 
destiny. And he spoke often about the Holy Spirit and his ministry. And the disciples didn't understand because the Holy Spirit had not yet been given. But Jesus planted those seeds and he taught his disciples. And when the proper time came, he, the Holy Spirit himself brought all things to their remembrance. So the Holy Spirit was talked about by Jesus in the gospel 60 times. And in total, in the New Testament, uh, the Holy Spirit is mentioned 264 times. So the Holy Spirit is a person. He has a personality. And those of you that are born again, you uh, are born again of an incorruptible seed and you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And thank God for the Holy Spirit. So Jesus spoke often of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, some of the last words that he spoke before he left this earth is found in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And he said, listen, I don't want you to do anything. Don't go anywhere until you be endued with power from on high. And he says, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and you're going to receive this power from on high and you are going to be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So he told them, don't go anywhere, don't do anything until you receive the Holy Spirit. Now, basically what happened is, 500 people heard Jesus speak those words and 500 people gathered in that room. And by the, by the time the Holy Spirit was poured out at the birth of the church age, there was only 120 believers left in that upper room. I wonder what happened to the rest of those folks. Well, you know what happened? They grew weary in well-doing. They probably thought, well, God is a man, and he lied, and Jesus is gone, and now we're hopeless. No, Jesus said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to send power from on high. Wait, don't go anywhere. He's going to do you with power. And 120 believed, and 120 uh, were encountered by the Holy Spirit. So I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss my blessing. I don't want to miss my encounter. So if the Holy Spirit, if God, Jesus says, wait, I'm going to wait until he gives me the desires of my heart and that which he has already spoken. So the Holy Spirit is poured out. Acts chapter two, verse one through four says they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly, um, there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. And the Bible says that rushing mighty wind came in and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And the Bible says there appeared uh, on them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each one of them. I believe that what they sensed and what they felt was the power and the presence of God coming upon them. And it felt like there was something sitting on their heads. Well, it is the person of the Holy Spirit. What I love about the Holy Spirit is he desires to demonstrate himself. And he didn't come in in a, in a, you know, in a real calm way. The Bible says when he came, he came in like a rushing mighty wind. So what was the very first expression of the Holy Spirit coming on the scene? 
The very first expression of the Holy Spirit coming on the scene is this. And this is the point we're trying to make. Is that they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit. He was promised. He spoke often of his ministry. The last words he had was, wait, go, don't go anywhere till you be endued with power from on high. And then the very first expression that was in manifestation when the Holy Spirit was poured out is that they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave their utterance. So there has to be a reason why God poured out his spirit. And the first manifestation was speaking with other tongues. We know that the scripture says in verse 14 that people heard them speak with other tongues the, the, and magnify God. So we know that they were speaking in this, this heavenly language and some people understood them and some people didn't. But, but what they were doing is they were expressing their heart to God in a way that they had never expressed their heart to God before and that was speaking with other tongues. What a surprise that must have been, okay? Now, as we move into this teaching, I want you to understand that speaking uh, with other tongues and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate experience from the new birth. I've often had people say to me, well, I don't speak in tongues. Does that mean I'm not saved? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved and you are saved. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. All things have become new. You are one with him. The Bible says you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. As God has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I will be their God. They will be my people. I will write my words in their heart. I will make myself known to them. So if you're a, a Christian and you've never spoken in tongues, you are saved. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is simply a separate experience from the new birth. It is an experience whereby you are endued with power from on high. It's an experience whereby, we're going to talk about it, you receive a heavenly language, a language, the language of heaven, a language that you've never spoken before. I know for me personally, I was born again, radically born again in my bedroom, and I know you've heard me talk about it. I, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I heard God speak to me, and he said, only believe to be saved, and I was born again. I was a child of God, but something on the inside of me said, something still missing. I am, I am one with God. I am one with Christ. I'm a new creation, but something on the inside of me was still hungry for more. And I didn't know what that was because nobody had ever told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit was speaking in other tongues. Nobody ever told me that this kind of, of supernatural language and this supernatural experience existed. And so I was, I believe led by God through these pastor friends of ours at the time, I was led to go into this church and in this corporate gathering, there was, um, 
there was worship and people were talking and worshiping and singing the songs. And then all of a sudden they would go off into this heavenly language. And it was like the scripture said that we read earlier. They were, they were singing in tongues and it was a language I had never heard before. And there was a sense when they sang in tongues of peace and joy and fulfillment and something on the inside of me said, I want that. I'm hungry for that. I'm thirsty for that. I long for that. I want more. That's what I want. And so that night, um, after the service was over, I said to the leadership, because I was this brand new Christian. I was only like maybe a month old. I said to the leadership with my friend, I said, I would like to receive what, <laughs> what, what we just heard in your worship time of the service. And so they prayed over us. And, and they, they, they pray that we would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And immediately, my girlfriend, who was with me at the time, she immediately began to She just very quietly and very gently began to sing in tongues. And I, I just was sitting there, and, and, and I just remember having wanting to say something to God that was bigger than any English word that I had in my vocabulary. In other words, there was an expression on the inside that wanted that my that I wanted to articulate out of my mouth and it wasn't an English word. It wasn't anything from this world. But because I reasoned in my mind and I was thinking, 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 I, I finally just thought of a very big word that I could possibly think of in the English language. And that word was, oh God, you're just so outrageous. And, and I said that, but I knew that there was something so much more, something so much bigger that was bubbling up out of me that, I, that, that needed expression. I just didn't know how to release it. You see, Jesus said in John 7, 38, he said, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And the scripture goes on to say, this spake he of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what I, I felt. I felt like something was bubbling up and wanted to have expression out of my mouth. But because I was scared or because I didn't understand what was happening or because this was unknown to me, I just did not release my prayer language. Mainly, I have to be honest, because I was, I'm a, I was a little shy. I'm an introvert by nature. And I didn't want everybody to hear me, you know, speak in this language that I had never learned, had never been taught. And it was just something that was coming up out of my heart and that I didn't understand. And so when I got in my car and I was by myself, I went ahead because the Bible says, everyone that asks receives. He that seeks finds. To him that knocks, the door will be open to you. If you ask God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. If you are seeking to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you will find exactly what you are looking for. And you will not get another spirit. You will not get a wrong spirit because Jesus even himself said, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he's not going to give you a serpent. He's not going to give you a stone. He's going to give you the Holy Spirit. And so when I got in my car, I just went ahead and instead of like letting my mind get involved, I just began to I just began to release the bigness 
of what I had on the inside of me. And that bigness was not any word that I knew in my known tongue. It was the language of heaven. And what an exciting journey this has been. And we're going to talk about this, but I need to, I'm feeling like the Holy Spirit's slowing me down. This has been a journey. And, and, and I have just learned so much about the Holy Spirit and the purpose of speaking with other tongues. I'm glad I didn't suppress that. I'm glad I didn't just let that, that language just be suppressed. I'm glad I released it. So getting back to what happened in Jamie Morgan's church, we had such an outpouring and a, and a rising of the Holy Spirit and especially speaking with other tongues. And God said to, to us, he said, I am reviving this prayer language. I am doing a new thing. There is going to be a surge of this heavenly language in and amongst my people. Now, we live in a day and we live in an hour, and don't get mad at me for saying this because it's true. We live in a day, we live in an hour where a lot of people want to just have everything calm, calm church, calm meetings, make it seeker friendly. We don't want to offend anybody, no tongues, no baptism of the Holy Spirit, no moving in the gifts of the Spirit. Every, everybody likes, likes this calmness. But you know what God said? In the last days, I am going to pour out of my Spirit and your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. I am going to work a work in your day that if it were told you, it will be like a dream. What I see in my spirit as I'm talking to you tonight, I see God invading a lot of the churches here in the United States and abroad. I see the Holy Spirit as Acts 10:44 coming in and descending like a rushing mighty wind and falling on these congregations and people getting filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit. You see, the Bible says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst. They will be satisfied. I believe that God is stirring up a hunger within his people and it's a hunger for more. And we need, my friends, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking with other tongues that gives us power over the, over the, over the flesh, power over the world system, power over the works of darkness. It gives us power in prayer. We need to release this heavenly language. So you mark my words. There is going to be a revival of the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking with other tongues. Okay, now I'm not getting very far. So we're just going to go with the Holy Spirit because God knows who's listening. And I believe the Spirit, you see the Holy Spirit knows the needs and he knows how to get the job done. I believe the, I know that the gifts of the Spirit can operate just through teaching, just through God having a word season for you just you know where God answers your question right as we are here on this Facebook live so it's very important that we allow the Holy Spirit just to have his way so the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate experience from the new birth now I'm going to prove it to you out of Acts chapter 19 it says here and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul having passed through the upper regions came to Ephesus and finding some, now listen, some disciples, he said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed or when you believed? And they said to him, well, we've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. 
And my new King James says, we have not so much heard as whether there is a Holy Spirit. In other words, they were believers. They were children of God, but they never heard of the Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So he located them. It's very important that we locate people before we pray for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit because there's all kinds of voices out in the world today and all kinds of things happening today and all kinds of new age stuff going on today. It's very important that we locate people and see whether where they are at and what kind of God they are serving and what kind of God they are praying to because there's all different kinds of voices in the world. When I minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit to people, I always lead them into the prayer of salvation so that they confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then when they ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they receive this infilling out of, out of, uh, out of the pureness of Jesus Christ and his Lordship. Okay. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is in Jesus Christ. In other words, yeah, you, it's good. You know, you, you know, we need to know, we need to know what baptism, because we need to know that you're believing in Jesus Christ who's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that he died on the cross, that he, he was raised from the dead. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes to the Father except through Jesus. He is not an unknown God. He is the known God, a God that can be known, a God that is alive forevermore, a God who has been risen, who has risen from the dead, and he is our Lord and Savior when we confess him with our mouth. So they were born again. They were children of the living God. And it says here in verse 5, And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they did what? They spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. Now there it is again. Their hands were laid on them by Paul, and immediately they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You know, the Bible says these signs will follow them that believe. What are the signs? Several signs, but for, for the sake of time and emphasis, they will speak with new tongues. So if you're hungry to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit tonight. It is a separate experience from the new birth. And I don't care where you are. I just heard in my heart, there is no time and no distance in the spirit. You could be filled with the Holy Spirit right where you are and right where you are sitting in your bedroom, in your kitchen, in, in your car, wherever you are, you can receive when we pray a prayer at the end of this time that we have. Okay. So what is speaking with other tongues? We're talking about the power and purpose of speaking with tongues. <laughs> and I have to tell you something, you know, the devil is a liar because you know, the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. And when I was getting ready for this Facebook live tonight, the devil said to me, you know, there's no need for this kind of teaching. People don't know people don't want to hear this kind of teaching. And you know what that, that said to me, that gave me a clue that there is 
a need for this kind of teaching because the devil will always attack where your gift is. The devil will always attack where that message is. The devil will always attack the kingdom of God to keep us from advancing. So if he sees that a message is going to advance the kingdom of God, he's going to start putting thoughts. He's going to start putting doubts. He's going to try to sift us and keep us from, from speaking that word. But you know, you get to a point after a while, you begin to discern both good and evil. You discern what's the lies of the enemy and what the spirit of truth is saying for you and I to do. And this is a now word. The baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking with other tongues is a now word. So I encourage those of you who are in leadership, begin to teach on this and preach on this. People are hungry for it. And let me tell you, there's nobody, you know, who's, I don't know how to say it, who's too hard that can't receive their, can't, can't. okay, let's go on. Okay, so speaking in tongues is a supernatural means of communication. When you speak in tongues, you are speaking to God. Are you listening? It is the language of heaven. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but unto God, how be it, for no one understands him, how be it in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So when a person speaks in an unknown tongue, he's not speaking to a person. He's speaking directly to God. And the Bible says that God understands him. You may not understand what you're saying. The person that's next to you may not understand what you are saying, but God understands what you are saying and what you are articulating to God when you are praying in tongues is so much broader and wider and deeper and bigger than any sentence or any prayer that you could form in your mind. When you pray in an unknown tongue, it goes above and beyond what you could ever um, articulate in your known language. And I believe that when we pray in an unknown tongue, and we're speaking not unto men, but unto God, we're speaking these hidden truths, we're speaking these hidden mysteries, and I believe our prayers are, are uh, gaining a quicker momentum than when we'd fiddle around and try to figure out what to pray and how to pray, and we pray in doubt, we pray in unbelief. Speaking in tongues is the language of heaven. Another translation says, when you speak in tongues, you speak divine secrets. No man understands you. And that's what I love about praying in tongues. The devil does not understand what you are saying when you are speaking in other tongues. You are speaking hidden truths. You are speaking the plans of God. You're speaking the purposes of God. You're speaking things and the devil does not know how to combat that. You heard me talk about this book once before. It's called Seven Days with a Witch. Don Allen wrote it, and he got this woman born again. She was a witch. She was a very high-level witch. I like this book because it helps me to understand the strategies of the enemy and how they work. But here's something that this woman said after she was born again, after she was uh, 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 
heard about tongues and heard about this prayer language, this is what she said. Her name was Angelique. Angelique later explained to us that they, witches, and there are witches out there, and I'm not afraid of them, okay? You know, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. They're out there, but we shouldn't be afraid of them because the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. I think we have, rather what we need to do is expose the works of darkness, and that's what we're doing when we, as I read this, and that's what Don Allen's book did. Angelique later explained to us that they, witches, know all too well the power of the Holy Spirit and tongues. She explained that when Christians speak in tongues, there are always supernatural results. Always supernatural results. Cause and effect. Just as their spells produce results. She said that when Christians speak in tongues, that they, the witches, do not know what to do with that. They don't understand how to combat that. She said, we know all the languages of the world, but we just can't figure that one out. And so we don't know how to come against someone who is baptized in the Holy Spirit and who speaks in tongues. Then she said, that's why I have to have it. It's the only safe way to combat evil forces. So speaking in other tongues is the language of heaven. The Bible says in the amplified version of that scripture, for one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. So we don't understand what we're saying, but God understands what we're saying. Now, when you're praying in tongues, your heart or your spirit is praying. You are not praying from your mind. It's not coming out of your mind. It's coming out of your spirit. Again, John 7, 38, out of your innermost beings flowing these rivers of living water. Your spirit is praying. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, we keep bringing it up, but the Holy Spirit has purpose in it. The Bible says, I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. So when you pray in an unknown tongue, your spirit prays, but your understanding is unfruitful. So it's your heart that's praying. Another translation says, I like this. The Amplified says, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my mind is unproductive. So it's your spirit that prays. Your heart is articulating, but it's your spirit by the Holy Spirit within you that is praying. King James says, for if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. New Living Translation says, if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't know what I'm saying. Doesn't that sound like everyday talk to you? I don't know what I'm saying. That's why people have stopped praying in tongues. That's why we would have our KIU events 
teach an hour on praying in tongues and, and talk and encourage people to pray in tongues, set ourselves to seek the Lord for, for the 45 minutes and lead in worship and then begin to pray in tongues and pray some things in English, but pray in tongues. And after about 15 minutes of praying in tongues, people just fizzle out. And I got, I'll be honest, I got really frustrated. I'm like, Lord, why, why aren't people praying in tongues? I was raised on tongues, bred on tongues. You know, I, I was in prayer meetings where we prayed in the Holy Spirit for, for, for 45 minutes. And we would enter into realms of prayer as we yielded over to this prayer language. What's happened to the church? And the Spirit of God said to me, he said, Margie, he said, my people have perished. They're perishing because of a lack of knowledge. They don't understand what they're saying. So therefore, they don't think that what they're praying is productive. They want their minds to be productive, but their minds aren't productive when they're praying in tongues. And they don't understand what they're saying. And so therefore, they quit because they don't. They don't get it, but we're reviving that message, okay? Your spirit, by the Holy Spirit within you, is speaking to God the language of heaven. It is a language that is not of this world, okay? Praying in tongues, number three. I don't guess we're going to get that far because we have to close in about five minutes. You guys are something else. I love how these Facebook lives are going because people not only listen now, but they listen after the fact. We had a prayer that we did for the youth and we had over 2,000 people pray this prayer for the youth. If you would like to see it, it's on my YouTube channel or it's on my wall. Praying in tongues is praying in line with God's perfect will, purpose, and order. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to read... Uh, Romans 8, 26 through 28. And, and then we'll close with this because we didn't really get that far. Romans 8, 26. It says here, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Remember, the Holy Spirit is our helper. He also helps us in prayer. When we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit, what the mind of the spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So the Holy Spirit helps us pray when we don't know how to pray, when we've run out of things to pray, when we've prayed all the Holy Spirit inspired prayers, we know to pray and we are, we just don't know what else to pray. When we pray in tongues, our spirit by the Holy Spirit within us takes a hold together with against that infirmity. And we say, we don't know what else to pray or how to pray about this situation. Or how do I pray about my lost loved one? Or how do I pray about my unsaved child? Or how do I pray about uh, for direction? Or how do I pray about what God wants me to do next? After you've prayed all the scriptures, you can, you, you can, in a sense, disconnect from your head and just begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives you utterance. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray in tongues. And you notice this scripture says that when you do pray like this, you're praying according to the will of God. 
You're praying according to the will of God. My spirit by the Holy Spirit within me is praying according to the will of God. Now, 1 John 5, 14 says this. If we ask anything, anything, according to his will, we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know that we have the petitions we desire of him. As a matter of fact, that scripture says even before that, it says this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know he hears us, we know we have the petitions we desire of him. So when we're praying in tongues, we're praying in the spirit, we're praying according to the will of God. So we can have confidence. We can have boldness. We can have understanding that our prayers avail much, that our prayers are working, that God is going into the realm of the spirit through our prayers, our praying in tongues. He's making the crooked way straight, the rough places plain. He's doing something when we're praying in tongues. And then this scripture goes on to say in verse 28, and then we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and those that are called according to his purpose. I just want to close before I pray with you with this really quick story. Uh, when I first came on the East Coast in 1981, the Spirit of God gave me a mandate. He said, I want you to teach my people how to pray. And so I would have to say within a two-year period, oh, doors after door after door after door after door just began to open one after another after another. And, and I was new to the area. I didn't know anybody. I, all these relationships were new and I had all this favor. And then one day somebody said to me, well, how are all these doors opening for you? Because I wasn't the person that had the card out and was promoting myself. And it was just the Lord building the house. Because you know, unless the Lord build the house, we labor in vain that build it. And who wants who wants to be building the house anyway? Because when we stand before God, you know, we don't, we know if it's not God, if God's not in it, it's going to be wood, hay, and stubble, and all our works are going to be burned up, and who wants to waste time and wear ourselves out? I think a lot of people wear themselves out because they're not doing what God's called them to do. That's where praying in tongues comes in. If you don't know what to do, pray in tongues. Last year, when I didn't know what to do about this prayer movement, Holy Spirit said, I want you to pull back, and I pulled back, and, and I didn't know how to pray in my known language because I did not know what to do and how to proceed. So what I did was I prayed in tongues. I prayed in tongues. <laughs> I prayed in tongues a lot. I prayed in tongues. You know, the Apostle Paul said, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than you all. And, you know, he spoke in tongues often, which, which that leads me to believe that he spoke in tongues often. And, you know, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He had wisdom. He had revelation. He had, had all kinds of things. He was able to stand against persecutions. He used his prayer language. And so during that time, I pulled back last year, and I just began to pray in the Holy Ghost and pray in the Holy Ghost. And after a while, listen, he gave illumination to my mind understanding to my spirit i began to walk in the light of that revelation clarity came things began to work together for the good i understood what i was supposed to do but it all was a process of praying it out and because i didn't know how to pray it out i just yielded myself to the holy spirit and i prayed according to the will of god and i prayed in tongues 
Now, going back to the speaking engagements here on the East Coast in 1981, you know, people just said to me, how did, how did all those doors open for you? Like, how did that happen for you? And the Holy Spirit reminded me, he said, do you remember what you did three years, two years, about two and a half years prior to moving to the East Coast in 1980, 81? And I said, well, yeah. I said, I was single at the time. I didn't have a life because, you know, you know, what are you going to do? So I just spent weekends with God instead of wasting time and, and singleness being misery instead of ministry. I made it ministry and I decided I'm going to prepare the way. I'm going to have go. I'm going to ask Jesus to go before me and prepare the way. Then after I prayed everything I know to pray in English, you know, any scripture I knew how to pray, Lord, the steps of a good man are ordered by you. I, I, I thank you that you order my steps and so on and so forth. After I prayed everything I knew to pray, I just started praying in tongues. And I'd walk the floors and I'd pray in tongues. Walk the floors, I'd pray in tongues. Friday nights with God, Saturday nights with God. Instead of wasting my time, I knew I was getting ready for something, preparing for something. And I, instead of wasting my time, I just prayed in the Holy Ghost. Prayed in tongues for five minutes. Prayed in tongues for 10 minutes. Prayed in tongues for 15 minutes. I prayed in tongues for an hour. You know, Jesus even said himself, couldn't you watch just one hour? But you'll find that when you start praying in tongues and you stir up the gift of God that's in you, after a while you, you get into a rhythm and a flow and an edification. We'll talk about this next week, an edification. And it just becomes very natural. And it just becomes a rhythm. And the Spirit of God said, you prayed out the plans and the purposes that I had for you. And by the time you set your foot in 1980-81 on the East Coast, he said, you'd already done the work in the Spirit. And by the time you got there, things would just come in together for my plans and my purposes for your life. So praying in the Holy Ghost, we did not get very far. So I want to pray with you. Okay, let's pray. If you're listening to this and you have never, ever released your prayer language, tonight is your night. I always get people that have even been prayed for before and they have not released their language. We had several people last weekend that have been seeking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and desiring to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but they just didn't connect and couldn't didn't understand that they did the speaking, that God doesn't come on them and make them say or do something they don't want to say or do, that, that they have to yield to the Holy Spirit, that he uses their mouth, their vocal cords, that it's up to them to yield but to, to express what's in their heart. They didn't know it. And so we pray for them. They're all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues. So if you're here and you've been prayed for, but you've never released your prayer language tonight to your night, if you're listening... And you've never heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And you didn't ever hear that there was tongues. You can receive your prayer language right where you are. So why don't you pray this prayer with me? Say, say Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, repeat this. Heavenly Father, I believe with all of my heart, that God has raised you from the dead. In Jesus Christ, I accept you into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Jesus is my Lord. I love you, Jesus, and I thank you for saving me tonight. 
from the burden of sin. And now, Jesus, I am asking you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Holy Spirit, rise up inside me. And I will, I will begin to speak with other tongues as you give me utterance. Okay, now speak. Just speak. You can whisper. Keep speaking, keep speaking, keep stirring up the prayer language. Okay, now stop. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you spoke in tongues for the first time, please let me know. If you want to know more about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, more teaching, I have lots of teachings on my YouTube channel. Check it out. Build your faith in the Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.